If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. going on? Welcome to episode 139 of the Nintendo PowerCast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, player two, Destinot. What's up, dude? Nothing much. Just coming off, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it, post third party game support for the Switch. Like here in full force. I'm loving it. <laughs> Good to see. All right. Nintendo's back. I'm calling it. I'm calling it now. I love it. I love it. Player three, Mel, what's going on? Nothing much. All good. Oh, he sounds so nice. He sounds so nice. Guys, we fixed Mel's issue. So no longer will her first words be be cut out. So this is a very good thing. And player three. Four. Four. Four Josh. I can count. Tonight. <laughs> player three. No, you can't. Multi-tap. Well, I was like, did I count myself? Player. <laughs> player four. Nightcrawler. What's up, man? Yo, yo, yo. I'm here. Oh, glad you're here. Glad you're here. You get a little, little, uh, getting a little break from the, the Smash Bros. Cat. Nope, you don't get any breaks. You just, nope. you just, we're just working a little overtime. He gets vacation. Week. He gets vacation. <laughs> <laughs> What's his pay scale? All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for being here. We let's see. We're list that music you just heard is from On Being Human. You can check them out on Spotify and YouTube. Remember, this is an unofficial Nintendo podcast. And if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com/npc. Pick up something awesome like uh, Console Wars or Ready Player One. The chair I'm sitting in is from OP Seat. If you go to n64josh.com slash OP Seat, there you can get a uh, pretty awesome gaming chair. So you automatically save $10 by using that link. That's n64josh.com slash OP Seat. And uh, lastly, I had a bunch of people in Discord today asking me about my Gamer's Guide to Podcasting. And there is just an audio version of that. So if you want to check that out, you can go to n64josh.com slash podcast book. And the audio version is $9.99. So there you go. With that, let's get to the announcements. We do this show live at twitch.tv slash n64josh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have been streaming really early in the morning, 4 a.m. The last it's we've unfortunately some bad news. My wife's grandfather passed away on Sunday night. At least that's when we found out about it. And so my week's kind of been just thrown up in the air. So this week's kind of off a little hit and miss Friday for sure. We should be doing the first look and uh, my streaming schedule may end up switching uh, next week. I may, I may try to do a new work schedule where I actually stream for a longer period of time every afternoon. So we'll see, we'll see what's, we'll see what's going on. I will keep you informed. The best place is Twitter and discord. And uh, with that, we can get to our reviews and impressions. All right, Mel, you're up first. You played Pizza Titan Ultra. Give us the lowdown. Okay, so this game is very non-serious, very goofy. Uh, (laughs) It's about these two pizza companies, basically, you know, going at it. 
the evil cheeseborg or zorg, whatever. Basically, they, you know, he makes really bad pizza and he wants to like take over the world so everybody has to eat his pizza. So, you know, the Pizza t- Titan Ultra Squad are like, no, we can't do that. We have to destroy him. That kind of stuff. So that's pretty much the story. And they're very goofy. And you encounter these parodies of characters, not just of video games, but of like TV shows and like movies. Like uh, there's Planet Man. Instead of Captain, um, you know, Captain. Uh, you have like a uh, Cloud, but he wasn't really Cloud. Then you had like... Inspector Gadget, but he really wasn't Inspector Gadget. They had like all these little tweaks and turns to him, but they're really goofy. I have posted some on my timeline. Like, I think there was like a princess. Help me out here, Josh. It's like the Star Wars girl. What's her name? Really? Princess I don't know. No. Princess Leia? What's her name? Yeah, it's like her comment, like a mix with her and uh, Chung Lee. As one character, so that was kind of funny, you know. I, I like stuff like that. So that's pretty much like the story. If you don't like goofy, over the top stuff like that, you're not gonna like this game at all. The gameplay of this is basically a mixture of Crazy Taxi and like city destruction. So basically, when you start a level, they give you like a random task to do. For the story levels, it's like, okay, you have to destroy so many buildings living pizza, or it's like, hey, you have to find like these certain pizza people out in the out in the world and you have to deliver pizza for them. And that's like a separate little mini game. Like uh if it's like just a person standing and you have to deliver pizza, you have to actually make the pizza. So you have to put the toppings on, you have to bake it, you have to slice it. You know, there's all these little game variables and they twist and turn and stuff like that. But um so each time you actually deliver a pizza to like a building, you get time added on. So that, you know, goes to your meter. And on the world, there's a, there's a bunch of enemies that pop up. And there's things like cash you can collect, life, and there's time you can collect. And let's see. Uh, when you're getting closer to accomplishing whatever the mission is, the game, uh, unfortunately, kind of chugs. A bit because mm. there's so much being added on, especially doing like um, there's like all these robots. They're like your main enemy. You have these little guys on the ground. They're little grunts. They just shoot at you. You have like these cars. They have like cheese. They they spread out. If you you know go in the cheese, you get stuck and it slows you down. <laughs> there's like this one guy. He shoots out missiles. There's like twenty missiles. It's one guy. So if you like. 10 of those, you have like 200 missiles just going off. You're like, yes. yeah, yeah, see, that's fun until you're actually playing it. Because my guy felt like I was in quicksand because it was just so much. It was powering this little system thing. And I was like, really? This? The game's not like really graphically intense or anything. And most of y'all know I mostly play in handheld, but I also did a full game's play worth of just in docks. And it was better. But it was still kind of like, eh. Mm. And for me, I'm going for like the top score. So, you know, this is like an arcade style kind of game. Like you can play the story mode in this, but like basically the story mode in this is like there's eight places you can buy. Each eight places has three story missions. Each mission is like, hey, find the five ingredients. If you find like the five ingredients, you get like an extra 
$5,000 added to your goal, like 500 bucks, whatever. Or it's like, hey, don't destroy as many buildings as you're gallivanting around and like destroying all these monsters. Which, you know, that's that's kind of hard, especially when there's like 20 billion of these things. And uh, some of these creatures are like uh, these robots. They, uh, they, like, there's this one guy, he has a laser. If he gets caught in his laser, he pulls you back. And that's how I got stuck. I don't know if y'all actually saw this, but that's how I got stuck in uh, one of these levels. Like, it's like the very start of the level. Uh, I pass up one of these guys on like the top of this mountain. And he lasered me down and I somehow fell into the mountain. <laughs> and then I was running around, I was running around. I was like, I don't know how to get. I was trying to make him pick me up by the laser again. I was like, hey, maybe he would pull me back up out of the mountain. I didn't get to do that. Somehow my guy just appeared on top of the mountain. To this day, I don't know how it's there. It's on my timeline. You can look at it. I'm pretty sure the devs hate me. But it's there. <laughs> and like uh, another one of my unfortunate events here that happened was uh, my guy, he was delivering a pizza, but an enemy hit me. And apparently he hit me at the exact right moment to where my guy got stuck. So it didn't look like my guy could move, but all of his actions registered, but I couldn't tell if they were actually moving or not. Because, like, one of his moves is where he can do, like, this helicopter swing, because he has to knock up helicopters in the air. You have to swing like that. So I need to see how close I am, you know, the range, but I couldn't see because he didn't move. So I was like, oh, that's great. I, I don't know what's going on here. Like, did I hit this guy or did I not? So... That was not too much fun. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But, yeah, it's and all this is all this is on your Twitter, right? And the, yeah. the, the devs. Have, I didn't, uh, you've been I talking didn't, with the devs a little bit. He they responded to the first one I posted, but not to the second one. And I still had a couple more I could post it. But I was like, you know what? This is kind of overkill. I don't want to get like the guy in testing <clears> to be fired or anything. But like, I feel like I had to tell people, you know, just because this is this is the only thing I hated about this thing. It was. The slowdown of what I played and then all these little bugs things because again I'm going for the top score mm -hmm. like this is why I got the game because each each place has a free fall section it's like you last as how long this time runs out until you die so you can like rack up time and keep going and keep going because the story missions they're basically like just you learning the map like they give you like plenty enough time to do the story missions. They're not typically hard. It's very easy to go through, but they're there so you can learn the map. So you can go back into the free time section and try to get these golden pizzas. And I only got three out of eight and that's killing me right now. Cause I don't feel like, like I feel like I can honestly get two more right now. And like the last three are probably just difficult just cause of the things there. But it's the slowdown that's like really holding me back. I feel mm. like it would still be challenging, but it feels like impossible right now for me to do these things. And I know the map. I know the layout. I know like when to get time, not when to get time. Like, should I deliver this pizza first or should I the walk-in customer first? That kind of thing. And the game does give you these specials you can have. Like uh, this one where you can sprint faster. There's a laser. There's a shield. And then there's one to where you can like get items pulled to you so you don't have to go out of your way. I've been using that one a lot for the But uh that was the unfortunate. Now some more of the good stuff. 
there's a lot of customization. Mm, So you earn this money. That's how you get the specials unlocked. You buy, you get those by buying parts. You know, you can color your Titan any color you want. So, you know, I did watermelon colors with me. (laughs) And uh, some of the special pieces, there's a Transformers set. It's not really Transformers, but, you know, they tried to not make it seem like they're using the Transformers name, but it's Transformers. Hmm. There's like a ninja guy. There's a ninja guy. Uh, There's like, you can wear sneakers. There's like a cat head, uh, like a Norwalk helmet thing. Uh, I used a pizza cutter on my guy for one of his arms. There's like a shredder (laughs) outfit. I use like the wings for the back of his and like his legs, like that. There's like steampunk. So it's like really all these goofy, funny things you can buy with your money. So, uh, I like that aspect. I like the couches. They they made like little parody couches. Like I saw a knockoff of uh, Bob Ross, you know, the painter. Oh, yeah. I yes. saw, <laughs> I saw uh, a Dragon Ball character. I saw Captain Planet again, Cloud. Uh, I think I even saw uh, what Josh is a knockoff of. I want to say I did. I might post it later because Cap- it was kind of funny. Captain N? Yeah, it was like a Ooh. kid version of him. But oh, nice. Really, really, uh, really, uh, really dorky though. So I don't nice. know if you're gonna so, like so him. How, how much was this game? No, it was eleven ninety nine. So this thing is not super deep. You're pretty much buying this so you can play the free fall levels in each map. Because again, the three levels you get for each map is not that long. They're just there to teach you the layout of the map, and most of these maps. Are pretty much two different types of, uh, you know, areas. It's pretty much going to be like a city-ish kind of thing, or it's going to be like a beach-like kind of thing. Like one of the beaches has like this little mountain of molten cheese volcano <laughs> layer villain thing. But pretty much, it's going to be like city or beach. That's going to be your two main things you're going to see here. Okay. All right. So Pizza Titan Ultra, eleven ninety nine on the eShop. I mean, it's got issues with with the frame rate, some slowdown, things like that. But there's also some fun, some, some, yeah, some clipping. clipping. Yeah, a lot of clipping. But there is a lot of, uh, it stopped. There is some fun to be had. It sounds like. Yeah. Honestly, this is the only thing I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with the story. I don't have a problem with the gameplay, the customization, all of that stuff. It's fine. It's just this frame rate and this bugs that I keep encountering that mm-hmm. apparently no one else has really seen, at least on the Switch one. Because I looked, man, I was like, hey, am I like the oddball out here? It's just apparently you. it looks like it's just me so far. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. personally, I would kind of wait a little bit. But if you're interested, I would, you know, stick this on your wish list. Because, again, I really do like this game. It's just I can't say, hey, get it now because of these problems. Gotcha. That's all. Gotcha. Okay. Well, for first look, um, I got to check out a game called Sky Scrappers. All right. And this this was an interesting fighting game. It's coming out October 29th. and it I'll be honest. It didn't pull me in right away. It, it, it wasn't a game that I was like, um, it, it kind of felt a little bit like a flash game in a way. So what you do is you are trying to race to the top of a skyscraper that is crumbling 
and then you are fighting other like four other up to four other uh uh opponents on the way up and so it 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 kind of has a little bit of like a like a, a smash bros like platform fighter kind of but it's very 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 just very small amount <laughs> um <laughs> you're just kind of jumping all over the screen and you can do a few different combos. It's, it's, it's a very simple game. I think where there's probably more fun to be had with it is playing with other people where, you know, you're, you're trying to take each other out and hit each other with, with different moves and that kind of thing. Game looked okay. Looked, it looked better than okay. It looked good. It, it controlled, it controlled very well. It's just overall, I don't know, like, there, it didn't have a whole, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of draw to play it by myself, you know? And so we've seen a handful of games like this with like, um, uh, tower fall, things like that, you know, where it's like this, this game would shine with multiplayer. That's where I feel like this game might, uh, might be a little better. The other thing that was a little bit kind of a downfall is it, the characters, although they looked different, it was nothing more than just a, just a, uh, a cosmetic yeah there was there was nothing there was nothing unique which i think would have helped the game a little bit like if this guy could maybe jump a third time and and maybe this person had a little extra range and this was a little faster you know um it might have just added a little more variety which is the spice of life right so um overall it is coming out uh october 29th i will have a video up on my youtube channel i haven't haven't got it up there yet but it will be up there soon Mm -hmm. So you can check so it out. You said that shines well as a party game, but would you play it over Mario Party or Towerfall or anything? Yeah, that's t- I mean, hey, that's <laughs> this is kind of one of our talking points later. That's a good point. Um, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough it's one of those games. I think if you if you were having some some friends over, like let's say you were just having a, a couple of buddies over to have some drinks and play a bunch of different multiplayer games, it might get thrown into the mix. Right. But if you're going to sit down and do a full on Mario party, uh, then like, you know, that's going to be that's like at least an hour in 10 moves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like. Um, this is a, this is kind of a pickup, you know, maybe fun if you have the, like the switch and tabletop mode and you're waiting for your order to show up at a restaurant or something, you could, you could, uh, just do single joy con and be able to be able to fight each other. So, um, that is skyscrapers coming out October 29th. Um, the other thing I didn't have a lot of time with this game. I haven't even had a chance to do a first look yet. I created my character and started working my way through the dungeon. I just wanted to see how the game looked. That kind of stuff is dark souls remastered. And, uh, other than like, I guess the big complaint on the internet is that basically, they have set this game up to control like it would on Xbox or PlayStation where your the B button is your action button or your like accept button. If you're having to answer, you know, do you accept these terms, blah, blah, blah. And so I keep hitting a to accept stuff and I go, it sends me back yeah, to the next page. Yeah. So unforgivable. It's, it's, uh, I think it was like that in the demo. If I remember right, it was like that in the demo too. Yeah. I picked it up. I haven't gotten through my character creation yet either, but I did get my amiibo yesterday in the mail. Nice. Nice. Ooh. So yeah, it, it, uh, runs pretty smooth. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Um, we do have a little bit in the, in the news section, we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, we are going to, this was going to be a talking point, but I think we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to jump on this right now. Uh, Destinot picked up Starlink a little bit later, 
a little bit after the fact. And then Crawler, I know you've been playing it as well. Destin, I'm going to let you take this for just a little bit. Like, give us your give us your thoughts and impressions of Starlink. Okay, so I wanted nothing to do with Starlink before, like when it first was announced. And because I, I did get sucked into the whole whatever that thing is like. Toy, toys as an incentive or whatever that craze was toys called. To toys know. to life. Whatever. <laughs> toys to life, um, yeah. He was a huge, huge mm. Skylanders fan. Like, he had a massive collection. No. Not Skylanders. <laughs> um, Disney <laughs> Infinity. Yeah, the Disney, Disney one. About a whole bunch of those Infinite. things. Those nice things. And, um... They're, yeah, so they're in mean, the garbage, aren't they? I, I don't know where they are right now. I wouldn't know. <laughs> they left the house. They never came back. Um... <laughs> No, so I I had zero interest when I heard about that. Um, then I heard that, um, you know, I I I'm not like I know Josh. You have a lot of nostalgia for a lot of the Nintendo characters, but I was just like, oh, Star Fox is in it. Okay, whatever, you know. And then I think, last, I think week, your nostalgia button is broken in your brain or something. <laughs> Actually, I think until like. 1853 nostalgia was considered a disease (laughs) like i kid you not google it kids um josh has that for sure yeah so you wanted you wanted to buy that near that near statue i don't know if you did or not different these these are real things (laughs) but that's uh, too big that's too big you have to get too big but no so i wanted nothing to do with this game and then mel's was telling us about it last week kind of saying how like oh hey you know you can do this and you can explore and there's missions and i was like all right um uh, this is starting to you know starting to sound good i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna pick it up and i kid you not for like five days in a row i'm like i got my cursor on it and i'm like no because everything i hear about it is like no you gotta buy it you gotta buy this and you gotta buy that and if you want to buy everything, all the toys combined with the game, it's like $200. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. No way. So then I finally sat down and I read an article and it said, okay, well, you could do that. Or you could get the digital deluxe version, which is $80 and it is more than, you know, the, the base price, but you get everything. Well, everything that's currently out. I don't know if they're going to announce more stuff later. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I don't think the game's selling well enough. We could talk about that later. But... um <laughs> No, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to get this game. Okay, so if I could describe this to people to be like, if they're on the fence like I was. So this is like a mashup between uh, No Man's Sky mixed with all the exploration from Mass Effect 1 when you go to planets and have to mine for stuff and go to little pirate's dens. Some people right now just literally turn the podcast off because they're like, this guy liked that part of Mass Effect, really? I loved that part of Mass Effect. Back in the day, I was like, if they could create a whole game of just this, I would buy it. Well, guess what, kids? I bought it because this game is nothing but exploration. Uh, Like I said, it's mixed with No Man's Sky because you can leave a planet, like literally just take off into the air and go to a different planet. Um. I don't know. I'm totally hooked. I'm I'm on the fourth planet. I've like 100 percented each planet. Um, I feel I did play Mass Effect. Uh, not Mass Effect. Well, I played Mass Effect, but I played No Man's Sky. I think I have something like 40 hours, 60 hours logged in that game. Hmm. And this was back when it first came out, like back when it was like, quote unquote, broken, you know. Yep. And I, so I played a lot of that. I would say this has got 
uh, No Man's Sky, but it does have a clear story. And even though you can jump planet to planet, it's the, the story itself is linear in that you can go to this planet, do the story there, go to this planet, do the story. So a lot of side quests, which you can do, which I love doing. So, yeah, the, the parts that I was worried about initially, they're kind of unfounded for me. I bought the digital version. I don't have the toys. I could literally go into the menus and select the different items that it came with. Um, that sounds super I'm, appealing to me, by the way. <laughs> so what, the switching around himself? <clears throat> uh, not using the toys. Yeah, because you know oh. he would have to open the toys. That's why mm. I already did open the toys, and I'm like, I just want the digital version of this game. I want to put this toy back in its box, and I just, I'm like, I'm seriously considering buying the digital version of oh the game gosh. to play it that way. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have some of those issues. If you are having issues with the toys, um, buying it digitally basically completely removes those issues. And honestly, and... it's like what five dollars more. It's not uh, even it's that much. Ten, ten, uh, oh yeah, five dollars. Yeah, because yeah. the the starter pack. Well, it's you can. 75. Can you buy the physical game? Just Mm-mm. no. No, it's only a starter pack. Yeah. So that's seventy five bucks. It's mm. cheaper if you have Gamer Club unlocked, or I don't know if Amazon still had mm. that discount. No, was, they didn't. They didn't do. They didn't discount the toy. So mm. that's I guess that's the perk of of uh, Gamer Club. But maybe if you still have it, yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, I. I, so I, I had a little bit different experience, I guess, because because I did buy the starter pack. So I have my I have my R wing here. I found out I was doing some research. The the controller thing, I think, is what the real cost of the game add in is with that physical, because uh, Best Buy is selling. They have at least when I was looking through because I I'm I'm weak and I bought all these guns. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm, I'm weak, but so I was worried when I was going through the game a little bit that I encountered an enemy that I was making it stronger by hitting it with one of the the two weapons that I had. I was making it stronger with the the ice launcher, so I was worried that I was going to just kind of lock myself out until I leveled up enough just to be strong enough with one weapon to to kind of power through. So. I thought about it. I thought about getting stuff digitally. I ended up being able to pick up these for like 10 bucks more than it would have been in game, I guess, digitally because gamer club and discounting Best Buy in certain ways. But so I have most of the weapons, but there are still four weapons, I think that are paywalled behind the ship packs. So those are bundled with the ships specifically that you can buy and the ships don't really matter to me that much there's extra lives so if your ship explodes it gives you an option to switch bodies to a different ship because that's totally realistic and that can happen in the vacuum of space but (laughs) but in essence you're you're paying paying for extra lives was what you're doing with with the ships so i was a little worried with the guns and so i ended up purchasing some of the weapons and i have them and it is what it is now but um I was also a little worried about the warden towers um, when I encountered one that it was, they were kind of talking about uh, which are fast travel points and they give you some, some updates as well for your, your mods. But I encountered some that were, 
elemental specific. So I was worried that they were going to like paywall you out from, from that fast travel point. But from what I've encountered so far on four different planets that I've gone to is that it's all either fire or ice. So you're okay to unlock those. And they're kind of like mini puzzles. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I have started to read some reviews that have talked about repetition and how it gets kind of old later on in the game. Um, and I, I kind of see it. The biggest nuisance that I have is space travel going from one planet to the other is you get ambushed by what are they bandits? Is that what they are? Mercenaries? Outlaws. Um, they set up a space trap to knock you out of hyperspace, even though you're not really traveling to hyperspace, you're just kind of going faster. But um, it, it just, it's, it's kind of just putting walls in your way to, to slow you down. So you probably don't chug through the game in in eight hours and they try to slow it up to 20 or something like that. But Mel, you powered through already all the way, right? Yeah. I did a story, like the main story. I didn't a hundred percent all the planets. I did like three of them. And then I was like, okay, I got enough. Let me finish the actual game. So have you not been leveling up your, your resource, like refineries mm, and I mean, observation on like, towers? On like three planets I have, like the last couple I went to, I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of just don't care at this point anymore. So I, I wandered in. So I think I hit a hundred percent discovery on one planet last night. And I mm-hmm. went to this place that it's called, I think I'm on the planet right now. I'm looking at it. It's Raba's peak or something like that. I, I flew over to it. And I just got like one shotted by this dude. So I think there is kind of an end game, maybe to be had in this a little bit. It's, there's, I mean, there's I don't a tease know. of something. Okay. So, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm, I've, I've been enjoying it. I've played it. It's, it's what I've been playing the last week. I do have, like I said, I do have dark souls. I picked it up on Friday put it in to see if there was an update and I started maybe to try to make my character last night at like 11 o'clock and then I just turned it off and went upstairs so I haven't even played Dark Souls I've just been playing this and I've been having a good time Uh, it's been enjoyable there are gripes I've had about it I think we were talking before the show started about I, I encountered a bug I guess it's a known bug that I was playing yesterday with the the joy con ship grip um, because I had put all the weapons on. I guess that is another thing as well. I have to re-up my weapons every week if you have yes. the physical stuff um, because they don't want you to borrow your friends and permanently unlock them in your game so they, this is they what, block you out that way. This is what kills me. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh is going to yeah. be doing that like what, 40 times? Nope. I'm still not done this game. Where's my stupid toy? So, uh, so, I, so I was playing using the grip and so with the switch version is the only version that you get two ships off the bat. You get the R wing and you get the the standard ship that comes with the Xbox and PlayStation versions. And my R wing blew up or it was about to blow up. So I was trying to change ships uh, because I have figured out, especially when I was playing digitally, if you're about to blow up, you can just quick go into your menu, switch ships and then let your, your other ship recharge or whatever uh while you're kind of flying around so you can kind of gain the system a little bit there but uh i tried so i tried to switch ships using i think even after it was blown up on on the ship grip and it wouldn't let me change to the other ship so i had to go out of the game 
go to controller settings, re-add my switch your, my pro controller your grip order. Yeah, switch my grip order. Delete the Joy Cons from being oh connected. Go I would back turn the game and, off at this point, <laughs> <laughs> and then just continue digitally. I have not played the game handheld. Mel, did you play handheld? Yeah, I did mostly handheld. Yeah, and it ran that... really nicely. It's just you know it ate up my battery a lot for this game. Mm. So it was faster than three hours. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, my brightness setting is like a little more than half. So it's not like I'm maxing out like uh, the brightness and stuff like that. I, I must say I am fairly impressed. I don't know if maybe the the slowing you down from one one planet to the other is loading stuff. But all I've noticed is a little bit like when you're flying out of a planet into space, they put kind of a, a haze around you like you're burning through the atmosphere. And that's the only kind of buffer space you have. And yeah. then it's just all there. I haven't had any kind of. Like poppins or anything. Like that. Even even doing the fast travel to the warden towers from planet to planet, it just it whites out for a second and then it spawns you right there. It's it's pretty instantaneous. It's kind of impressive. Hmm. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'm Henny in the chat is like I can see why you want digital. Like that's my biggest that's my biggest gripe with this game is like I want to put oh, this R cool. I want to put this R wing yeah. away and you know just display it in the box. If I want to play it in the game, I've got to. So like it, it seriously is tempting to pick up the digital version and just have all of the uh, all the ships and just be able to yes, play because you get you get five extra ships and four oh, weapons that you can't even purchase. And then all the pilots. So I haven't played around with the pilots. You you have not played as Fox or used the R wing a lot, right? Does not. No, um, I haven't even touched the R wing yet. Uh, I haven't touched Fox yet. I've only used like the main guy. I think his name is like Mason. I actually Mason. learned his name. Yeah. Okay, it's not Hank. Uh, it's not <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Steve. No, so I've only used Mason. I did I'm trying to think. I well, see so the reason I haven't switched to anyone else is because it's almost like you have to level them up. You know, each person mm-hmm. you have to level up. So I'm like, well, I'm just gonna because I haven't even maxed Mason out yet. So, um, I've just stuck with him. Now the ships, I haven't used the R wing yet. I've used his ship, which I think is called the Zenith. Um, I think that's the second coolest looking ship compared to the R wing. And the only way to get that physical is buying an Xbox or PlayStation version. They don't sell that ship. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Those, those versions. I'm kind of just just waiting for those ships to just sit on the shelf forever. And Mm -hmm. then I'll get them for like five bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I've used his ship primarily. I've used, um, I think it's the the blonde girl who's like the race car driver or something like that's her backstory. Um, I've used her ship, and I have found that using the different ships in certain situations can be beneficial. For example, her ship, which just kind of looks like it's modeled after like a race car, it I, I found that it does jump higher because there was a, a portion of the game where I had to jump over these like laser beams and. I couldn't do it in the standard ship, but then when I switched to her ship, it jumped higher. So, but there isn't a lot of that in the game. I wish there was more of that where it was like, Oh, you can't do this with this ship, but you can do it with this ship. You know, like, um, I don't think there's enough of that. Um, cause the that, ships would ups- that would upset me though. If it was, <laughs> cause then you didn't, ship. you didn't buy that ship. So now you're like, <laughs> yeah. ah, I can't get the, I yeah. can't get that extra. That'd be a little too. I mean, it, that's what worried me. me enough about the, that's what worried me enough about the weapons. And there is a workaround. Uh, like I was talking about earlier before the show started. So 
the developers, when they made this game, they wanted to make a game for kids. However, they didn't want to like do the typical like, hey, let's dumb this down. Let's let's make this like game at a third grade level. <laughs> let's make Paw Patrol we'll... in space and add Star Fox. <laughs> Sounds yeah, perfect. you know. So then all the adults I would buy, buy that. It. No lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so they, they didn't want to dumb it down. So they still wanted to make a, a a good game, but the target audience was kids. And they made the, the analogy of like, kids are already out there playing Fortnite, which to be good at Fortnite, you still have to like, you know, think and there's a time to build and there's a time to like stock up on weapons and there's a time to just go like rushing across the map. And they they understood that, you know, okay, kids today, they're not they're not dumb. They might not understand everything, but they can figure it out, you know. So they, they did that's what their goal was with this game. So that's why I think as an adult I can still play through this game and I don't feel like, oh, I'm playing a little kids game. Great. Um But um yeah, I just I wish I wish it was a little bit more, but then it's hard because then it's like do you do you paywall stuff? Do you not paywall stuff? Um, I don't know. Buying the digital version, I kind of have everything. So, it, I mean, I don't know if it's exactly paywalled. I mean, it is. It, it's, it is. It, it's an eighty dollars game at that point. Eighty dollars game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So is it I mean, worth the eighty dollars? <sighs> exactly. That's I don't the, know. That's the thing. That's why I went physical. That's the only one. Like, I didn't want the actual owning toy. Like, I like it, but I don't want it on my shelf. Like, this thing is gigantic. <laughs> She can actually yep. ride around in hers. It's crazy. <laughs> so and, my, and mine has a mine has a lock on it too. Like it's not even perfect. You know, there's uh, a misprint uh, painting on mine. So that's, that's worth great more too. money then. Ooh, variant. Tweet at that developer. <laughs> Josh is like, just send it back. <laughs> you got it. Would you get it at Best Buy? They'll take it back. No, I got an Amazon. I'm not dealing with shipping again. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because I'm actually kind of jealous of y'all because y'all got to experiment with more guns and stuff. I was limited to like that and like Mm -hmm. what Mason had, you know, Mason. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what I was going to bring up when I brought up that whole story about the devs. So in that same article, they talked about how, yes, if you have the weapons, I don't want to say it's easy mode, but it's like everything's right there in front of you, right? Like uh, I think, Crawler, you were saying oh, there's a puzzle here. I have to use fire and I have to use ice weapons. Mm-hmm. When you go to those locations to do like those uh, those puzzles, next check it out next time you go. There's going to be barrels there and there's going to be ice barrels there and there's going to be flame barrels. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, and the gravity barrels. And yeah, the, so they were so saying how, those. yeah, they're saying how nothing in this game actually requires you to have the additional packs it's just you got to kind of i guess think outside the box a little bit that'd be more. such a nuisance to go pick up a gravity barrel. oh yeah that's what you <laughs> that's what i had to do <laughs> so you're paying for convenience basically is what you're yeah. doing um okay. but yeah and there, there was other little stuff too like things i didn't even think about they're saying like oh if you can't get through a certain area try taking your wings off and you'll squeeze through so I was like, oh, well, yeah. I And see, if you had the physical version, oh, I can only imagine. Like, Hold on, let me pull this off. Yeah. Pull this I can't off. even no. take the ship off. The, it's, it's, the... A, it's, an, it's annoying enough just to go into the pause menu and mess around with all that stuff. But I literally thought I was going to snap the controller in half trying to get the ship off of it tonight. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. My son was like, is there a pilot inside? I'm like, yeah, it's Star Fox. Just look through the window because I can't pull this off without crushing it in my hands. Like he almost so... put the ship on first. Instead of Fox, I was like, no, you got to put Fox in first. I was going to say, I have, Mason, 
I have Mason and the the research dude, and I haven't even put them in the ship yet to even have them in game. Oh wow, the research dude! What a lucky. No, lucky <laughs> All right, no, but I am excited for that because I I plan because I'm playing the game on normal right now. I think there's like normal hard and Easy. I don't know their their version of nightmare or whatever they want to. Yeah, call Josh it. hates himself, so he put it on hard mode. I think. Mm, yeah. yeah. What else is there? But I'm excited to go back, and now I'll probably go back and play through it with a different character and um i don't think i'll 100 percent it like i did again unless they give me a reason to like for example mass effect gave me a reason to go back and play through it again under you know like there's a there's a you can play as good you can play as bad mm. um, if they would introduce that mechanic it would have been awesome and if they would introduce the mechanic to combine if i if i have a flame gun on one side and an ice gun on the other can I like combine them to make like a flame ice gun? Ooh, That's the secret. Well, I mean, so well they but do have they do the have mods. that whole well no like you fire ice at somebody and then you hit them with fire and it has like an elemental. Right. Yeah, but he's talking about like one weapon where it shoots but, it all yeah. together at once. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because don't like, they like? Uh, I've seen some crazy things where people like put multiple wings on like stuff that won't read in game, but I think they've played around with the toys to make it. Some crazy make it Voltron. digital version does the digital version. I can add wings, and then I can add wings to those wings, and then put my guns on top of those. Oh my gosh, that's no, ridiculous! I then I don't think you fit through any much. door. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you fit through any door. You don't need to fit through doors in space, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, there's like that. Yeah, does that? Yeah, one, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I did that last night. Yeah, and um, actually, the, the dev said they there was a uh, a build of the game where you could link, like you you could just like connect everything to everything, but they said. At that point, you could just like stack guns on top of guns on top of guns, and you were just too overpowered because you could fire like, you know, you were like, what's his name, Eric Eric Banna from Star Trek. He's like, fire everything. Man. So that should have been like a super or something. I would have loved that. I mean, sweet. So but if there was I'm too a... many missiles, it would have slowed down like pizza. Yeah, yeah, I must say, I kind of, I kind of wish that there was more puzzle solving on the bosses because. Mm-hmm. I, the I first like, time, the first time I fought a prime, I, I it was it was a breath of fresh air compared to the awesome. the extractors, and the prime was like super super fun to fight because I didn't shoot the armpit thing right off the bat, and and then it changes. To, it, there's two different modes to that fight. It it evolves, and it was entertaining. And now I've fought like three or four of them, and it's kind of like yeah. quick. So uh, Mel can probably answer this. Nothing else exciting, boss wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, besides like. The actual okay. boss, yeah, but the final, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, that that was what was kind of great about, like, not that Star Fox games were great because you kind of had to sit down and go through it in one go, at least sixty four um, assaults. Yeah, but at least there was like different ways, especially like playing through. You had mission accomplished and mission complete. There were different bosses to go see different bosses to figure out how they like, there's more puzzle solving to it. And this just kind of, I see the criticism coming out with, with the reviews that have, that have stated that it's, it does get very repetitive and it's go fight an extractor, shoot the three balls and shoot the center core and then fight the extra, uh, the primes. And that's this, it. And you get to a certain power level and it's just, it's easy. Yeah, I'm uh I'm on the fourth planet. Like I said, I've 100% at each planet and I'm I'm at level 20 right now, which I'm probably way over 
powered for where yeah, I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm about where you are, and I'm only level 15, I think. Yeah, I okay. beat the game like at level 14. <laughs> yeah, so I'm level 20. I'm, I got uh, like 3 million credits on stuff, and it dies. Um, he looks at it, much. it's dead. You have 4 million credits? Uh, 3. Like, oh, what three. are you even going to spend on? <laughs> it's, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's probably, I, I don't know, but, um... <laughs> I am enjoying it though. The funny thing is, like, there's this, uh, like, this loot grind, you know, like, go out, shoot some stuff, collect some stuff. And for some reason, that's satisfying to me, yet I'm not doing any of the upgrades. Or <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoarding. I'm, I'm literally say, I, buying you know, amiibo and... <laughs> and putting them in my closet. Oh. I was gonna say, I, I started the upgrade stuff uh, on collection to like collect stuff fast. Like, I guess you pull it out faster and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the final upgrade, which I'm not there yet, but you can have like 99 in your inventory. I'm like, ah, oh, that's yes. what I want. So I can just go get everything and have it hoarded. Mm-hmm. But why would you want it hoarded? Like, because then what is the purpose of that? Because then you can upgrade the stuff without paying to upgrade it. You just give them the, the resources. And yeah, upgrades. but you can just give them the resources when you have enough. You don't have to wait till yeah, you get 99 of them. Go, no, but then you have to go out and get more. I just want to have it with me. Yeah, but, but by then you're going to be done with the game. So what's going to be upgraded? Like, what is that going to be? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Do we lose her? No, she's here. We're gonna go to the no. news now. We're doing the news. That's that, enough Starlink. Yeah, yeah. Starlink. Oh. I love it. I love it. Okay. It's awesome. Bye. It. It's fun. Bye now. Yeah. This is also the last podcast that will talk about Starlink unless <laughs> unless <laughs> unless, unless Eric gets it. But we're yeah, we're no more Starlink. If you played so, it, he would know that it's awesome. I no, I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm. I played what I played. I li- I really enjoyed it. I'm annoyed that I have a toy I have to hook up to Joy Cons every <laughs> week to be able to play with it. And then also, like, I don't want to buy a bunch of more. I don't want to buy all the other toys to play the full game. I think so, those toys that come in the starter pack. I don't think you have to re hook up every week. The R wing. I don't have to do again. I don't think so. I'll be able to tell you when I fire the game up, so we'll find out. But <laughs> I'll only briefly mention it on the podcast because we've, we've <laughs> Starlink is done now. But it's good though. It seems like it's good, so go play it. Here comes the news. All right. So there is a rumored Nintendo Direct sometime between November fifth and November thirty. No, November ninth. So. This falls in line with what I've been thinking. I kind of I kind of think everybody's been thinking this. November 2nd, we get the Smash Bros Switch, we get the controllers for Smash as far as the GameCube controllers, the adapters. Uh is there anything else Smash-wise that comes out on the 2nd? Is it uh the Pro controllers not coming out until the they 7th. haven't announced the standalone controller. No. no. Yeah. But the bundle, the GameCube controller and the adapter. Yeah. So so that's coming out the second by the fifth through the ninth. And this is from, uh, uh, I have an article up on n64josh.com. If you guys want to check out more details of it, but basically this source also, um, predicted the last direct correctly as far as the day. And then until the, there was that, uh, earthquake or whatever, you know, and then it got, the date got changed. So, you know, so far, this source is good. My gut feeling is it's going to be uh, Pokemon, Smash, and then whatever. We talked about it. I talked about it a little bit. Just kind of my... I think, I think we talked about this on the Smash Bros. cast, actually. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, and possibly maybe like Killer Queen Black. Um, maybe... 
Maybe they tease a little more about Wargroove. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's the that's the rumor. I'm thinking we, you know, that's going to be when they they say, hey, you can download the Smash Bros. beta right now and it will go live this coming weekend, the week before uh, Let's Go comes out. That allows the servers to be tested and then they have time to tweak stuff until the 7th of December when the game launches. So that's, uh, that's so GI Jello in the chat's asking, do we really need to know more about smash? And the main thing that we don't know is the single player rumored spirits mode or whatever the internet descrambled the green. Yeah. The green and icon. I mean, it, no, we, we don't, but it's, that's like, two weeks before black Friday. So they want people, they want this game on people's minds so that they're pre-ordering it before Christmas, right? Like when they go out shopping, they want, you know, they want, they want people, they want people purchasing this stuff. So, um, it's going to be huge. The game, the game's going to be massive. So, um, that's, that's rumored between the fifth and the ninth. Uh, Destiny, you're going to like this Sega ages. Devs discuss dreamcast games coming to the switch. Uh, possibly right so they're looking at the, they're basically looking at ports versus uh versus emulation something similar to the original virtual console right like okay. where they just bring a bunch of digital uh digital titles over and so there's a chance we could start seeing some some dreamcast games any any particular titles you would be you'd be excited to see if uh if that were to happen so the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast and the Sega Master System are literally the only Sega consoles I didn't own. Oh, gotcha. um, yeah. So I'd be all for it because, again, I, I've I've never played any of the Dreamcast games. Mm-hmm. However, I've heard, I heard them some real gems out there. Like, uh, was what was the one Jet Set Radio? Yep, mm-hmm. I think it's the one Radio. that was. Did I say it wrong? No, that's it. Uh, Shenmue, uh, I don't know. Is, isn't there a remake or wasn't there a remake that just yeah. came out for Shenmue like, like on like, Steam no, or Nintendo. something? Crazy no, Taxi. That game looks, look, I love all things Japan, but that looks too Japanese for me. That's <laughs> like, too Japanese. That's almost too Japanese. That's like, um, that's like another one that's like too Japanese for me. Is it was it Yakuza? I, oh, I, come on, man. Really? Uh, Yakuza that looks, looks like the amazing. Japanese GTA. Like, don't get that's me wrong. Amazing. It does look amazing, but it's like, you know, GTA, it's like, okay, you go out, you steal a motorcycle, you shoot some dude in the face, you, you know, punch a hooker. It, it, <laughs> and then it's like, that's like the, that's the, the, the cycle, you know, and then Prince Lather repeat. So it's like an this game, yeah, this game is like, you know, you fight, you fight a Yakuza, you, you, you go karaoke and then you like, there's a go dance to like thing. There's a, yeah, and then you like do some dance and then you go have some ramen. That's like the loop for that game, which that's pretty much my it's real amazing. life. So, I mean, why would I play the game? Why wouldn't you? That that's. Didn't make like I said, I live it. I I. I like like four yak- <laughs> there's like six mainline ones, and then there's like three masters and stuff. It's really glowing now. There's a brand so, new one, I think. Yakuza Zero. Mm, yeah, it's something like that. I know one just came out, and they announced another one. They've gone so then, far; they have to go back to zero. Fine, I'll buy it. <laughs> so anyway possibility dreamcast games making their way to the switch i do have an article i do have a link to the article from nintendo life if you guys want to check out more details on that uh a couple just quickly we're just going to kind of just kind of uh just get through the news pretty quick because there's a 
talking point that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, Labo is coming to schools across the U.S. and Canada. Okay, so there you go. Kids are going to start uh, playing with Labo. About time. Yeah, about time. Uh, Team Treat won the Splatfest just by a small margin, right? Like point eleven, I think, on Trash. the... on the clout it was like the non-pro level clout that we really messed up on Uh, so not too big of a loss but you know i still have like 300 and like knee sales so i'm good wow that's a lot of snails Mm. okay uh there's a new zombie mario uh available in super mario odyssey as well as some new filters there's a manga kaleidoscope and tile filters for the snapshot mode so you guys can jump back into odyssey and check that out um, Mel, this is something you added a canceled level five horror RPG game. Ushiro, I guess is what it's called. I may not be saying it right. Is being revived for the Nintendo switch. Did you see, did you see video for this or just an article or what, what was up with that? Okay. So for the past two weeks or so, level five has been teasing an announcement because the 20th year anniversary. So they've been teasing like, Hey, we're going to bring back something that's been dead. And, uh, in the Japanese uh, magazine, uh, Famitsu, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. That's what it's called, yeah. So uh, this game's been listed on the most wanting games for them for, like, forever, even though it's been canceled. So uh, they look back into it and, like, okay, we're going to bring back this game to just the Switch. And it got leaked because it's, like, in this week issue, but, you know, it got leaked. So we know it's this game. This game is basically... It's like this ghost. He takes over like this young girl, and like uh, it's kind of very dark for level five. Level five is like the Professor Layton, the oh, yokai watch, the fantasy life. That 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 that's like their style. So basically, this is like the Shimegami Tensei level of creepy and disturbing because uh, this ghost guy. Like, uh, one of the things he did was, uh, he took over, like, idol girls and made them, like, their slaves and, uh, stuff like that. It deals with, like, that kind of heavy topics. Mm. And, uh, it's traditional turn-based. It, uh, was announced 10 years ago. So, it was supposed to come out the year after, but it got pushed back and then it finally got canceled. It has a lot of, uh, Artwork comparisons to Yokai Watch because the characters come similar, you know, like how they do like some of the story elements and stuff. So a lot of people think, you know, Yokai Watch came from this, but this is obviously different from Yokai Watch in tone, in the setting, in the gameplay. And there is a video of um of the of the trailer, but it's a PSP video because you know it's ten years ago and that was originally what it was announced. So they're bringing this back. So I'm excited for it because I hope it keeps the original concept because, yeah, it's kind of weird and disturbing, but that's what interests me about this game. And like this was before Yogi Watch was like even a thing. And uh, they actually did make a novel of it. So just in case like they do change anything, you can go back and find the novel. It's like two versions, two issues, I think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a little creepy. You know, there's a video. I could probably give you the link after if anyone wants to check it out, okay, to see it, because I think the name of the book is called uh, Yoshiro, the Displeased Death God. So if that doesn't give you like an idea what the mood of this game is, I don't know what else will. But uh, 
yeah, that's pretty much it. They're going to bring that back. Hopefully it comes out of here so I can talk about it. All that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we get it. Well, you can just, uh, you can just set up a Japanese account, right? I can't read Japanese, Josh. That's well, you know, I mean, you can look at the pictures, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> So, all right, cool, cool. All right, 82% of Starlink sales in the UK were Switch, but Starlink only hit 14 overall in uh, in the sales. So didn't didn't do super hot. We're still waiting on numbers, I think, for, for over here. But I don't think anybody's surprised by that 82% were for the Switch. Star Fox has a huge pull for that game. A huge pull for that game. So... Which is why I think they included them. Um, Super Nintendo and I didn't really have a discussion about it in in uh, Discord, but I, I kind of said like I don't even know why Fox is in this game. There's no real. I don't think it was 100 percent a need, but I think Nintendo did see an opportunity to be like, "Hey, it's in space." It's actually the other way it was actually it was actually the other way around. It was just like how Mario Rabbids came about. Yeah, they Ubisoft were came, Ubisoft they, came up with it and they pitched it to Nintendo. Yeah, they had like mm. storyboard plans and everything. Like they were starting to create the characters and okay. everything. They even <laughs> they're like, "Hey, we kind of had some stuff ready." That new but knowledge that's a great way for light. them to sell. That, but that's a great way for them to sell their game, right? I mean, and I'm but, sure uh, Nintendo now paid for most of it and they sold it on other consoles. <laughs> Which, which is um, interesting. That being said, I still don't think he needs to be in it. That story came out like sometime this week about the fact that that they were pitching Star Fox when there were so many other reports that it was that it was Reggie that supposedly said, "Hey, let's get let's get Star Fox in here." So it's almost like it's almost like they started it and then they were like. I bet you they'll say, let's do Star Fox, you know, they like, actually let's, do let's, it. Let's let them walk into it. <laughs> it's like when rated R movies, like purposely put the over the top intense violence scene in the movie just so they oh, can get it yeah. cut. And the other less, but equally violent scene. They're like, no, you Makes can leave it. that. Just don't put this other really gross stuff in there. It's like, so it's like, you know, it's like they've already got like get... the build with Star Fox in there, and they're like, mm, "What if you added Star Fox?" We'll think about it. We'll try. You know, maybe we'll get you a build by lunchtime. They're like, "Wow, you guys really know what you're doing." You know, exactly. Mm. exactly. I could see Reggie though, like you know, nine tenths of a way through a meeting. Uh, we should add Star Wars Fox. You know, like it's my idea. Let's, we should do this. I came up with that. It's all me. Bunch of native here. Yeah. But no, that's probably what they were going for with the with the toys. You know, because think about it. I mean, Josh, you bought it. You clearly didn't play it as much as us. Um, but you would you say that fifty percent or more of the draw to that game was because it came with a physical. Star Fox ship and Star Fox. Oh, like, full, full on. If it didn't, yeah. I, I, I would, I could care, I could care less. Honestly, same here. Like if most people I know, they think it's a Nintendo exclusive because of Star Fox. Like they didn't mm-hmm. even know it's like the other systems. Yeah, it's, I, per- I perked up at the very end of Ubisoft's presentation at E3 when they took the box off the the thing concealing the R wing. Oh, the moment I heard that, like that the little, the little sound yeah that little yeah. robot sound mm-hmm. you know before it gets on the radio i was like oh star fox i'm i'm sold 
We've been so starved for a good Star Fox game that it was that was it's it's simple math, right? <laughs> when was the la- well? I know the Wii U was <laughs> was an official Star Fox game, but I know that's, a lot of people did not like it. That, that's a very debatable question. If you want, what was the best one before that? You know. Well, no, no. What I was gonna say was, did did we get one on the Wii? The on the regular Mm-mm. Wii? No. So there no. wasn't one there. And D- then there was DS one, and right? 3DS were the uh, most. 3DS recent. is just the 64. Made. Yeah, that's the remake. The best one. And GameCube was the what? It's Star Fox Adventures. It wasn't even like really in a can you, can you say progress on the 3DS version as you're going through? Or is it like a one off? Do you have to go through? I actually don't remember because I, I, I would just play through. I would so familiar with myself. Yeah, it's, like four, it's like 45 minutes. That's all it takes to get through that game. Well, I mean, I gold saw, I gold medal. I got my five sunglasses. I'm not. <laughs> Wow. That's what so, I play those games for. I, I beat it with my eyes closed. Yeah. So if I used this game was actually just titled Star Fox, would you guys think it was an awesome Star Fox game, or would you mm. be like, mm. I would, I would think it's an okay game still. I don't think it's a good Star Fox. The game. bosses are the bosses are too lackluster for it to be a good Star Fox game. Okay. Okay. I would still want some on rail sections. It doesn't need to be fully on rail, but I would like some. Because, you know, like when you go through the planets, like I would like to have a fork in a road where I can go to this planet or I can go to this planet. And they yeah, I need a I need a waterfall to fly through. Yeah. And then, you know, Star Fox has the different types of land cruiser and submarine and submarine. And then the, the famous uh, chicken robot one and uh, <laughs> zero. It's not a chicken, but everybody calls it the yeah. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I think this could have been a lot zero. better if we could have gotten out of the out of the vehicles as well a little bit like no man's sky it depends what they did yeah because yeah. i can see it easily go bad but i'm not against going out of the ship i'm not against it i never was it's just they could they could add a patch to this game to add multiplayer and just do versus mode just like 64 and i would be ecstatic yeah i just want a dog fight i don't even i don't even need co-op but just give us that that four person 64-esque oh multiplayer. Uh- the Josh or, is killer. Okay. First person, and this could be the first VR game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it make me sick. All right. Oh. Dark Souls has more <laughs> in common with the last gen Dark Souls than the current uh than the current ones. The new re- the new remastered on uh, the PS4 and Xbox One, which is kind of, you know, of course it is. Um, other than mm. resolution and frame rate improvements over the 360 and PS3. Um, and I did, you know, like I said, I played a little bit of it. It it runs pretty pretty smooth. I'm 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 fairly impressed just from the little bit I played it. And when we played the beta, I was pretty impressed by it. I was like, wow, this is this is running pretty good. So, um, lastly for news, Wargroove pushed until 2019. I know we talked about it briefly last week. Say it was going to be coming soon. Uh, we did finally get enough. Like there was some official news saying, "Hey, we're pushing this to 2019." So, you know, sorry if you were looking forward to that. Hopefully. It's just going to make the game that much better. That's the uh, that's the hope, anyway. So let's uh, let's get to our talking point. Here we go. All right. So this show's going to go long. <laughs> well, it says more Starlink thoughts, right? No, so. no, that, that was already. He just wanted to kill us, like fifty. No, Starlink deleted. Okay, uh, so. The question I have, like I did my show on Thursday, I did the coming soon. I probably announced 30 games coming to the switch within that week period. 
I don't think this week's going to be any different. And so my question is, is do you guys think we have too many games? Do you think, and let's start there crawler. What do you, what do you think? Where are you, where are you at with this? I know I have too many games, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where I'm, I'm almost not paying attention to the, the indie games coming out. And unless, unless they make big waves and, and news outlets are picking up articles about it. I mean, Celeste was something that got a 10 on IGN. And I think that's what brought it way up in uh, people's radar. It was in the Nintendo dialect. That's what brought it. Yeah, that, but also it once a game. Co- yeah. But once a game comes out and it gets a review, it also. Helps mm, there's plenty <laughs> of great games that didn't sell long, but reviewed well. So you can't necessarily say that either. That's true, but it it does add. It does add value. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm playing a game that came up, what, four or five years ago, mainly on my Wii U is what I'm playing the most in mm-hmm. preparation for ultimate. <laughs> so even games that I, I don't, that I'm, I'm picking up, I'm not actually getting to play as much. So some of those, some of those games I am kind of taking a look at, I'll, I'll occasionally pop into the on sale or out new. And if, if it's something that piques my interest, I'm putting it on my list, but it has to be like really on sale for me to want to pick it up. Like I want to pick up Okami and it was just on sale for five bucks off and I could have gotten it, but I don't, I don't have time to put that much time into that game. So I'm not, I'm not going to get it right now. So there are plenty of games that intrigue me, but I don't have time for them right now. Mel's, where are you at with this? I'm like the exact opposite. I'm always looking for these little indie things. Because like most of these titles are like they're averaging to, you know, about five plus to like 15 hours. I was like, okay, these are managed. I can pop like two or three of these out like in a week or two. And I can experience them. I can learn new new things, you know, new companies, new people to look at. And for me personally, like I don't have a huge interest in most of these AAA titles. Not that they're bad. They just offer a different type of experience that I'm not really caring for. I'm not really looking for. So these little guys, most of their ideas are, shouldn't be like greenlit at all. Like hmm. like the little pizza game I just played, like I, you know, there was problems with it, but that should never got past like, you know, conception stage that should have been like no we're closing this this is stupid you're not you know we're not making any money we're not doing this and like most of the games i'm looking forward to right now these little indie things like i can't wait for desert child coming out in december i can't wait for guacamole 2 and even things like uh even old games I haven't played before, like uh, Transistor, that's coming out like two or three weeks. I'm probably going to pick that up because I haven't played it because it's on a handheld now. Yeah, the Switch right. is both. But let's be honest. To me, it's a handheld. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to treat it as a handheld. First. And I can squeeze in like an hour or two without even knowing. And I can make awesome progress with this. For some of these other titles, like I need to actually put away time. You know, I need to you know, plan stuff out better. I need to save more money for these certain titles. Like who's going to buy like something like Starlink and like three indie games on top of that. Not everybody can do that. Most people can't do that. They can only pick 
like one or two things, maybe a week, maybe every other week. So you got to really pick and choose. And lately, I've been trying to have one retail title with one little indie title on the side and go back and forth. I feel like that's a pretty good balance for me personally. Yeah. And you're also not picking up two of the three major games coming out this year for Nintendo. Yeah, because they're not offering things I want for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think the games are bad. Like, I don't think Super Mario is bad. It's just, I can't play that. There's no point for me that. Mm-hmm. And then Pokemon, I completely understand what they're doing with it. I have no interest in it. I'm not threatened by it. I'm not mad that it exists. <laughs> it's that not ruining just... your childhood? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Because I get it. Because I get it. Because I know what Game Freak's attempting to do. And if it works, that's going to be way better for me. Because it's going to make it's... my game better. It's getting, me back into, it's getting me back into Pokemon I haven't played since Red and Blue and Yellow. So yeah. You get in the ball, right? Yeah, I want to play Smash with it. <laughs> You're going to get like two of them just juggle, <laughs> just juggle on stream. So like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> we'll, we'll try that with, I'll make Josh bring his to Genesis and we'll try with two. See oh, my we... gotcha. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I can make some waves. So yeah, I do think there's way too many, but like at a certain point, like, what do you do? Like, should you wait? If you wait, there's still going to be a bunch of games coming out. So but it'll go on sale in a week and a half. Yeah. See, but that's also not good. I mean, it's good for us as customers, but not for like developers, not for creators. Like the game can be like really awesome. But if like five other really awesome games come that same week or the week before, they're kind of, you know, screwed. Because, yeah, like your game's awesome, but this other guy's game's awesome. His game costs less. Yours is a little more. You know, yours doesn't have as many, not many people reviewed it yet. You didn't send out as many copies because you can't because, you know, you don't want to give away too much. Like, what do you do? Like, what can you do at a certain point? And then you have to worry about, like, some of these third party titles now. Sure, we're not getting, like, every major one, but we're getting way more major ones than we used to. And, uh... They're lucky we don't have Virtual Console on this. That's another contender they would have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes talking about it. It's like, oh yeah, I want the Virtual Console to buy those games. That's, that's the exact the problem. You would buy just those games. Right. Like, if A Link to the Past was on the shop the same time as Blossom Tales, is anyone going to buy Blossom Tales? Blossom Tales is fun and good, but yeah, no, they're going to go buy A Link to the Past. And Blossom Tales didn't even light up the charts. Like, it ended, like, uh, what, like 27 out of the top 30? And they were like, yeah, that's awesome for us. Our right. studio can stay open. <laughs> you know, it, everything doesn't have to be, like, a million times seller. Of course, they want right. more and more sales, but... Sometimes they can just get by with just what they have, like uh, Wando Song. I just played Wando Song, and they just came out and said, hey, the Switch version did three times the amount of the Steam version, and it came out on the same day. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Our game hasn't got as much press as some of these other titles, but we're doing good. This already made us money. We're happy. Yeah. We hope more people buy this because this is you know, a positive experience, but like, hey, we're good. Yeah, it's good it's to just hear. Like, Hopefully, hopefully that just feel when it when it does sell that much better on Switch compared to Steam, even when it does debut at twenty seven or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully that gives them the capital to continue moving forward and make an even better game the next time around, and then their name is established. So I mean, I think the Switch has become a good foothold for for creators, developers that are making 
great games like matt makes games or whatever that one dude isn't he one dude that made celeste and towerfall and i think it was mostly him yeah i think he yeah, made i mean he he's was got, like the main you know the main drive behind it two decent hits now on on switch that are doing really well for him and hopefully it can lead to him making another game or supporting his games even further if towerfall can get online support or something like that in the future that would be great but Mm-hmm. And he's had success on PlayStation and Steam and now Switch and it's it's good. Destina, where are you at? So are there too many games? I mean, I, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Uh, as far as the indie games go, I think I think Nintendo is is really paying catch up. You know, um, did we have any of these type of games on the Wii U, I don't have, like, feel like we did. Like, no, like we had a virtual console. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, and each I time almost, they did come out, people just looked at virtual console games. Like, I knew yeah. I was in tons of communities. They just they would just skip that. Like, oh, what's my VC title of the week? Oh, I have that. I have nothing to play mm-hmm. this week, and that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. and I think give a chance. I think that's why maybe they're holding off on it if they're ever going to do it in that traditional sense. But I, I think they're playing catch up, like. If you want to compare this to Steam, I mean, Steam's been out for a really long time. All, a lot of these games are already on Steam. A lot of these devs probably have either hit their goals with what they wanted to make or, you know, um, or they've moved on since then to other games. So now it's like, OK, well, the Nintendo Switch is out. It's doing very well. It's in a lot of people's hands. Why not? That game's done. And the architecture of the uh, Nintendo Switch is very similar, if not exactly the same as PC. So I'm sure porting it over is probably minimal effort. So uh, it's kind of like this, this you know, like icing on the cake. Hey, let's bring it out on Switch mm-hmm. and see how it does. It could tank or what if it takes off? Um, so I think for developers, it, it's it's just another avenue of, hey, let's we, we don't have to just bring it out on Steam now because... When I look at PlayStation forums, which I don't, I'm not going to lie, I don't do too often, but it's like, no one's sitting there talking about like, look at all the great indies coming to PlayStation 4. No, everyone's talking about, look at God of War and look at all these other AAA titles and Xbox forums are just like, we want any game. (laughs) We don't care what it is, you know? So, um, but Nintendo with all these titles, just flooding the switch, I think it's because they're playing like almost like I, I look at it as a playing like catch up to Steam where it's like, hey, let's get all the games that Steam has on the Switch. And now people can be like, Well, if I'm at home, I I could play a game on Steam. Um Oh, I'm on the go. Um, I'll just yeah, sure, I'll download it for five bucks on my Nintendo Switch, and then I can go play it while little Susie's at ballet or or you know, while I'm riding in the backseat of the car or something. And uh so I, I think the Nintendo Switch is a very good companion if if you just have a PC at home and you're playing games on that, because it does have a lot of the same games. Unfortunately, there's not cross-play with all those. That'd, that'd be sweet. Um, Nintendo, yeah. I know you're listening. Take notes. Right. Maybe, maybe with uh, Diablo. I think they already Make shut that. Yeah. Back and, forth and even, I almost wouldn't mind if it wasn't cross-play, but if it was like, what, what do they call that? Cross-save or whatever? Cross-save, like, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, your, your profile Progr- goes with you. Your progression, I think. Yeah. yeah, so I could play it, I could come home, I can, you know, play it on my PC, which I can't take my PC with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then if I'm on the go or something, 
even if it's a single player game, I could just kind of like leave leave off, you know, where I left off. I, I, I that probably came out wrong. I understand what you're saying. Uh, we got you. We got yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, is there too many games? I think no, because I think they're playing catch up to just the rest of the indie gaming community. Um, is it is it unfortunate for all the like the games flooding the market? Because like we were talking about, like, oh man, dude, do I? What game do I pick? There's 30 games that came out. Um, mm-hmm. Like, which one to look at? Like, which mm-hmm. one's good? Because nobody I- can look at all. And sometimes they don't even have good trailers on there or anything. Oh, yeah. No trailers kind of a, yeah. Two screenshots and one's of the title screen. <laughs> That's yeah. very helpful. Ridiculous. Yeah. I, but, yeah um, we, don't, we don't have things like ratings. You know, we don't have things like a comment system. It's just like, search, hey, yeah. search bar. there is a search bar, but there's no, but category. it's not a very good one, you know, yeah. <laughs> but do we have to play all the games? I, I know in, in like the fantasy gaming world that we would all love to live in, we could have the time and the money to, to play every single game, but 30 games might come out, but I'm skipping all over the visual novels and all the Tetris oh, clones. Killing me. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can only play two visual novels at a time. <laughs> Most of them I don't even want to talk about it all on here. So. Yeah, because of Josh. Yeah, I get it. I, I think I think the games that have that have really stood out are the games that have been either made exclusively for the uh, the Switch or like a time exclusive kind of thing. Yeah, or the ones that have seen extensive time on Nintendo Directs or even then even talked the about showcase on their podcast or just the different showcases, their YouTube channel, that kind of stuff. Those are going to be the games that are going to rise above the top. That doesn't mean we're seeing bad games. What the from what I've gathered from just hearing from different developers and things like that is if they don't get even just a tweet from Nintendo it can be a difference between massive sales to very little sales, right? But Nintendo doesn't seem to like to promote super heavy these games that have been on Steam that are just kind of getting brought over to the Switch as like, a, you know, and, even, and not even only Steam, but even possibly like iOS or or Google Play, that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, we have this, we we kind of have this market that's like, it's pretty flooded, right? I looked, I did the exact thing, the exact thing you guys said. I looked at the eShop on Friday morning because I, I want to do first looks, right? And I looked at Ultra, uh, Pizza Titan Ultra. I looked and I, I literally looked through the list and I said, okay, I'm going to spend probably $60 to be able to do four first looks of games that I'm not going to play past the first look. And it doesn't, it's like, that's just not like nothing looks so appealing to me that I would go back to it again. Right. That's what was. And I knew that dark souls and Starlink were out. So it's like, I have games to play right this time of year, especially when all the triple a titles are, are, are fighting for our wallet. <laughs> like it's tough for indies. It's I think Wargroove's decision to push until 2019 was a great idea. Now a game like killer queen black that had a lot of buzz and would still get a lot of buzz. That's not a B joke. Like it, like it <laughs> I'm really sure it was, it, but that's coming out. That's coming out at the right time though. When everyone's going to be together around well, the holidays and you can play, we don't know officially if it's coming. Well, out, yeah, it's still not hopefully, date. but, but at least it's that game kind of late too, you know, so. that game's also going to have a little bit better appeal than like Towerfall does because 
I think they've already said it's going to have online play, right? Uh, yes, they did. They did say, yeah. And so, so that, that I mean, that already kind of that sets it above a little bit Towerfall yeah. or things like that already. So that's which I have. I bought Towerfall after watching your your first look, and I it's something be. that I I can play through a little bit by myself. But I'll be able to play a little bit more when we're not playing Smash at at Christmas or whatever. Yeah, with 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 friends and family, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for sure. The the question is in Mel, you asked it like, what are the, what are the devs do? And I saw the solution this week, or at least a solution, not the solution, but a solution. The dev team for the messenger has set up a discord for their game and said, Hey, let's start a community around our game. It automatically gives them feedback. And if people are being uh, rude or whatever, they can just, bu- they can ban them. Right. So they can, they can, they can cultivate community around their game. I don't, that is the best thing I've seen an indie dev do. Like, I think I, I think I quoted their tweet and was like, Hey, indie devs, this is what you guys should be doing right here. Like, like, I think I joined the discord when you tweeted that out. Right. There you go. And so, and Celeste having that, the climber dude have his own Instagram right. That just kind of like, like quietly went viral is absolutely brilliant. Like I think these devs have to go a step above, like they can't just say, Oh, this is going to get on the eShop and it's going to, the eShop is too flooded right now. Like what is their Instagram doing? What is their Twitter account doing? What is their discord server doing? What are they doing on Reddit? Are they doing AMAs and that kind of stuff? And a lot of devs do. And I think it's, I think it's, it's really good. But that kind of stuff, like they have to kind of be in the trenches at this point with how to get their game out there. Because you, you see, you see devs saying, oh, Nintendo didn't tweet out my game and that hurt sales. Okay, I can see what you're saying. But how many followers have you tried to get on Instagram? How many ads did you run on Facebook to promote your game? Right. Cause even, even small, like the ads on Instagram and Facebook are so cheap, even just doing 50 to hundred dollar ads a month, they would still start growing that audience so quickly. But I, I have a feeling that there's, there's some that don't even realize that. Right. So what you just said, is that literally something someone said where they said like, it's Nintendo's fault because they didn't tweet us out. Yeah. That actually, There's a couple of them. Said There's a couple. Yeah. They've yeah. been saying Nintendo's hard to work with and they didn't get the, the support that they wanted. That literally angers me on the inside. Like <laughs> you just, you're about to salt, get like salt, you're about coming. to get 2016 Destin out right now. <laughs> so okay. This isn't 1985 where you can just make a game and it's one of one hundred that have ever come out on a platform. Right. You're going to have to actually put in some legwork. Josh, you mentioned that this company created an entirely uh, entire discord and they created an, a, a fictitious account for a fictitious character in the game. Yeah. OK, so this goes back to the whole reason people in like business school read Sun Tzu's Art of War. The Art of War has nothing to do with business, yet they take the, you know, like the insight and they take the battle strategies and apply it to what they're doing in their job. This is something that I think all companies, not just game companies or all people in general need to do in their life. Okay. You need to 
not just sit there and be like, we made a great game. Why isn't it selling? This is Nintendo's fault. No, you need to step out of your comfort zone. You need to do a little like, I guess, what was considered like in sports cross training, you know? Oh, you're an Olympic athlete that's a runner? Well, you also need to do like some swimming and you need to go do some tennis and you need to go do these other things and weight lifting just because, you know, just because you're a runner doesn't mean you don't lift weights. Like you need to do a lot of a lot of multiple things. And then even if that one thing like creating a Twitter account, that has nothing to do with gaming. But to make this fake account, like as if your character is real and maybe is like responding to people, people love that stuff. Oh, they eat it up. Yeah, you need to do like the legwork and go out there and promote and find unconventional ways of promoting because if you just put a paper ad in in in, you know game informer and be like i don't know why our game didn't sell we put out that one page ad in game informer and then (laughs) you know i put hashtag nintendo life at the end of my tweet why didn't this sell like no dude you you need to that's what makes these games like i know like mel's and i like like a lot of the games like the missing and uh mm. like um these these people that put out random tweets like what caught my attention about missing there was zero advertisement for it you would yeah, think you would have the complete opposite effect but on me i'm like what is going on here like but like the no, missing something up with this why is this not being advertised the missing could have had some creepy website with like a counter and like oh a, yeah like a milk carton right and like something that was like no, just, like what do you think is missing about this game <laughs> Well, no, like something like a child is missing on the back of a yeah, milk cart. But like yeah. no but, one was like actually missing like that. Well, <laughs> no, the, but I mean, the point is just something like Halo, like Bungie used to do this with Halo. It was called like I love bees dot com or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And it was like buried inside this website was information about Halo. So it was or like know. Destiny was teased in 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 uh, not reach uh, uh, ODST. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just that different. Was- I mean, when when people find out that's like play the long game. Because like the Theo, the Theo Instagram account was they played that long game. They started Matt, Matt makes games, started that account or whatever, six, seven months before Celeste came out. And And it was it was those posts were unfounded with the hashtag or whatever that it was was tied to until people found it in game. And then they searched for it. And then the Internet blew up about it. And that became an even bigger deal that they played the long game. Well before the game came out, they started they started playing planting that in there, so it was it was there and ready to be found. Even though nobody was searching for that hashtag at that time, they discovered something once once the game came out. Yeah, and simple little things like like gameplay footage on an Instagram video that says our demo is now available in the eShop and promote that to a few different, you know, major cities to the right age demographic. And now you've got people playing your game. Uh, Shellshock in the chat said uh, the devs for Dead Cells, they were contacted by some big Twitch streamers um, who were willing to help promote the game for a price. And instead, uh, they went with a bunch of small streamers and it ended up doing just as well, if not better for them, because it still had a lot of reach, but it didn't cost them anything. So there's still there are ways to get your game in front of people without it even costing anything like utilize streamers, utilize, utilize influencers. You still have to have a good game that's, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to have a good game. And if you can't get into a publisher, you know, I mean, the messenger had uh, uh, Devolver Digital, right? I mean, they did a good yes. job. They did a good job of of of, mm-hmm. of 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 marketing that game. So people knew about it. But 
It was also on the directs and that kind of stuff. Like it had appeal. They're just like, like you were saying, they have to, they have to put that, that for that footwork in on social media, grow a community on discord, get, you know, get a following on Instagram. That seems to be the hottest social media right now is Instagram. Like mm-hmm. get your game on there. Get, but especially since Nintendo doesn't, well, uses and abuses YouTubers and then doesn't really utilize Twitch streamers as a third party developer, or especially as an indie developer, utilize those people that are starved to get gameplay and stuff up for Nintendo platform, even though Nintendo doesn't want necessarily to support that stuff as much as you would think they should. Yeah, I think, I think like you just said, I mean, if there's a, if there's a place that, is oversaturated go go where everyone else isn't you know like if everyone's putting their ads in magazines and using big streamers like josh you just said use small streamers do an online marketing like campaign do kind of like i mean who knows what potential audience is out there that may not even know about your product i mean uh, who whose name always pops up when you look for reviews on games and it's what's his name tassie for forbes and i'm like why is like why would you think Forbes is even interested in video games? Isn't that for like the rich white man that, you know, has two and a half kids and a dog? You know, like you know, when does he have time for games? He's too busy ruling corporate America. Like, but I don't know. Like I would I would throw an ad in there. Um back when I was in college, uh I took an advertisement design class and one of one of the projects was we had to take an existing product and remarket it for a new audience. So I chose uh, Marshmallow Peeps, and I was trying to market it as, like, okay, you think of Marshmallow Peeps, you think of, like, you know, um, Easter. Sickness. Maybe, like, <laughs> yeah, you, one and that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, you know, you think of, like, maybe holidays and stuff like that, but my my idea was to, cre- like, no, 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 we're going to remarket this as, like, the go-to everyday snack Snack, oh. candy, food. Yeah. Did you cover so it in I had, peanuts? I had so like, um, advertisements oh with like gosh. people sitting in front of TV, like watching the football game, eating peeps. <laughs> you you or, just want to kill people. <laughs> no, that's too much it, peeps. It, you can't have a peep every day, man. Not with that attitude. <laughs> so, but no, but that was the it. You know, it's like clearly that would never have flown. If I would have walked into peeps and like been like, hey guys, I got your next cell here. I got your next. Power play. Lumber jokes says it would, peep s'mores. Dude, it would yeah, it would not fly. But that was the point of the class is like, okay, let's legit try to brand this, you know, as it's, as the go-to go-to snack food. Forget chips, you know, like let's let's do peeps. And it, that's what I think maybe some of these companies need to take a page from, you know, of like, hey guys, what what aren't we doing? Who either who aren't we marketing to or what's been done? Okay, first of all, what's been done before and works. And what isn't working right now? Well, clearly Nintendo not promoting us isn't working. So we need to get around that. We need to, I'm sorry, you just need to hire people that probably know what they're doing. You know, like if you got your, your cousin's boyfriend's next door neighbor, because he took a graphic design class one time, probably not the guy you should promote to marketing manager versus if you got someone that knows about this stuff that has researched this stuff and I don't know, maybe put on an ebook that's 10 bucks. Yeah, maybe you should go with that guy. 
Most of these guys probably can't afford one of those guys. That's probably the biggest thing for them. Okay, maybe. Right now, my DMs are open on Twitter. I will do everything I can to help you understand how to run an ad on Instagram so that you can get more eyes on your game. If there's any indie devs listening to this, my DMs are open. Like, I would love to help you as far as getting, like, just getting started with a, you know, getting a community built around your game. You start doing YouTube videos or Instagram videos that show, like, hey, here's, here's Bill making the, the, the level right now. Right. Mm-hmm. You do nothing but document your game being built on your Instagram and then upload th- those videos to YouTube as well. You've now given a behind the scenes and people love that. The more they can see, the better. Yeah. Either the more they can see or the more you wrap something in mystery. Because um, I feel like it creates buzz. People are like, oh, did you see that counter? What does it mean? Well, it's clearly it means this. And then you got someone like, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. It means right. this. Yeah. Get Reddit just going. A conversation mm-hmm. about your me. product that no one knows anything about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The only I mean, other advice at, I can give is something like Bungie, though, that has really good success with those dev diaries. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so doing what Josh said, document it and then put it out there for people to see. Yeah. Find, fi- okay. Find what works, find what doesn't work. And you could just do this by going through like Google the history of gaming, you know, and you, there's tons of examples there. Find what works and do what works. Find what doesn't work and don't do that. Don't just keep doing things and butting your head against the wall. There's that saying, history repeating. Video game history is an example of history repeating itself over and over again and people failing miserably. And that's why we've got like three game companies right now mm-hmm. that put out Call of Duty, you know, and that's it. <laughs> Battlefield and yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yes, devs need to do more. I think they need, they need to do more. Or whoever the marketing team needs to do their research. And maybe that's why the companies that are big right now are big. Because they are doing that. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and you can it, create a lot of buzz about nothing. It, it boils it down off. to like most, I, I pretty much everybody's got a smartphone right now. So you literally could do all the stuff that we're talking about without any extra cost to you growing. Like even if you can't afford to run ads on Instagram, just getting that account going and start getting into people's like, get into people's DMS, get into the conversations and stuff so that you can be getting your name out there. You know, you, you, you put out a post, you add it to your story and then you go in and comment on a bunch of other people's stuff, like be genuine. And then people are going to click your story. What are they looking for? What, what, and then when they click your story, they see, oh, this is a developer that's making this game. You know, boom, you've got you've got some exposure right there. And it didn't cost you anything other than some time. So, yeah, you may have to you give up some more sleep, you know, and I, I don't I don't want this to come across like, oh, we have the answers. Like, believe me, I, I know have the answers. I know what it's like to <laughs> to to like create something, put it out there and then see sales not do well. Right. I, I know that feeling. I know the frustration of it. Right. How could I have done it better? And so that's why I've been like, been trying to learn this stuff. And I want to share this with with others, too, so that like we want we want these game developers to succeed and not have to push the blame on on Nintendo for not putting out a tweet. But they've done everything. They've been in the trenches. and They've done what they can on social media to grow their brand and to build a discord gamers love discord, like get a discord going for your game. That's huge. That's huge. All right. This has been an hour and a half. So crawler, where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Friday afternoons right here on Josh's channel with the smash Bros. cast. 
Uh, you guys can also find me on Twitter, Nightcrawler74, Nightcrawler without the E. Uh, Twitch, sometimes I need to get that going up a little bit more, but twitch.tv slash Nightcrawler724. Uh, and then just hanging out in the Discord, uh, n64josh.com slash Discord. Mel, where can we find you? Uh, the Discord's going to be the best place. That's where I usually chit chat. Right on Destinat. Uh, same thing with me. You can find me in the Discord in, under a name that rhymes with Destinot. It's been like a week. I need to change it up. Yeah, it's Dunkin' um, Donuts still, right? Yeah, it's still Donuts. Mm, I still want hot. Donuts every time I see it. <laughs> so um, there, I'm also on uh, Twitter as at iDestinot. Um, I, too, have a Twitch channel that I haven't used, but I just got new internet. So hopefully Com- coming soon. as well. And you'll probably hear me in about 10 seconds during the ending song. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey guys i do want to hear from you guys that are listening to this like obviously the format of our show has changed somewhat i want i want some feedback we need some feedback like do you like having these longer like conversation pieces that kind of stuff let us know let us know in the discord hit me up on twitter like you know, we're still, I'm still going to do the news show on Thursdays, but we're kind of just mixing it up a little bit with, with having, we're, we're going to have a regular four panel show. So, um, I want to hear from you guys, make sure that, you know, we can, we can modify, we can, we can, we can pivot, you know, I want, I want to get, I want to get some feedback. So you let us know. Not fire Destin. We love Destin. <laughs> um, you if, you you. if you want to, <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at N64 Josh. You can follow this podcast at N Powercast. The show notes for this episode will be available at N64Josh.com slash NPC 139. You can email the show if you got questions, concerns, comments, NPC at N64Josh.com. Remember, you can get yourself a free book from Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash NPC. Pick up something great like Ready Player One or Console Wars. The chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. You go to n64josh.com slash OPC. You'll automatically save $10 at checkout. I do have a Patreon if you want to get yourself an extra podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You go to patreon.com slash n64josh. Again, join our Discord, n64josh.com slash Discord. Join our Facebook group, n64josh.com slash Facebook group. Leave us a review on iTunes. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been here with us live. I know these are these are getting to be longer episodes. So, uh, Riven Bell, Lumber, uh, Bones, Shellshock, anybody that's just lurking, Mirage Leonardo. Thank you guys, Sniper Pudding. Thank you guys for being here. I really do appreciate it. And uh, hey. Crawler, thanks for being our special guest. Guys, hate's coming back. Don't worry. Eric will be back. He's just been on a boat. He's been on vacation. He was at like the Nintendo World Store and then like at a, at a retro arcade, like a retro game museum. He's going to have a lot of fun stories when he gets back. So I think next week, but it might be the week after. I don't, I don't totally remember. So thank you guys so much uh, for listening. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs>